How many of you find yourselves often throughout the day daydreaming? I've walked by some classrooms and I've seen some of you, it looks like you're daydreaming. I've been in classes I've been teaching and looking out, it looks like you're daydreaming. I was pretty much a daydreamer when I was in school. Didn't take much for me to get distracted and zone out and... I was a thousand miles away from where I was sitting, wishing I was somewhere else. Um, we've all experienced that. We've all had those moments where it's like everything just kind of glazes over. We're staring off into this distance, oblivious to what's going on around us. And we've been transported in our minds somewhere off to a beach somewhere or on a ski slope somewhere or back in bed somewhere sleeping. I mean, we daydreams, it's like we all have those. Not only are there daydreams, there's night dreams. Um, anybody had any weird dreams lately? I have weird dreams all the time. I hate it, though. I hate those really troubling dreams that I can't make sense of. I don't know why I dreamed it, but I wake up and for like the first two hours of my day, I'm just thrown off. All because of a dumb dream. Don't know where it came from. That, that's not me. I don't, you know, I don't jump off and sky. I don't you know, jump out of planes. I, where, what is that? I, I don't understand. Making sense of all the symbolism and just troubling, strange, weird dreams at night sometimes. Daydreams, there's night dreams, there's life dreams. Some of you find yourself daydreaming about your life dreams. That ambition, that desire, that you dream of what could be and what might be, and you play out these scenarios in your mind, and they're dreams that you would love to come to pass and hope to come to pass and hope that one day you step into these ambitions, these desires we have. But what I want to talk today about for just a little bit is another kind of dream. And those are God-given dreams. Sometimes they line up with our ambition and sometimes they line up with our personal desire. But sometimes God-given dreams go way beyond that. And God-given dreams are oftentimes about that destiny, that purpose, that calling God has for us. They are dreams that maybe mirror night dreams sometimes. They seem weird. They seem crazy. They seem out there. How in the world is that going to happen? Where did that come from? Sometimes God-given dreams can catch us off guard. God-given dreams can, can be hard to, to understand, hard to fathom, and hard to wrap our minds around. Remember when I was younger, I couldn't have been more than 10 or 11 years of age. I, I had a dream, not a night dream, not really a day dream. I believe it was a God-given dream. That I would one day preach to a million people. Just realize when I was 10 years of age, 11 years of age, there was no internet. I know that's hard to believe. Um, because many of you, that's all you've known. I tried to wrap myself around that all I could interpret it was that one day I would stand in an amphitheater or on a platform somewhere out in a wide open field, there'd be a million people that I would be preaching to. Don't know why I had it. Don't know why God gave that to me, but 
I also had a hard time days and year, months and years after that understanding how could that could even come to pass. God-given dreams sometimes fade too. We kind of lose them. We kind of set them aside because we can't understand them, can't believe them at times. And that was kind of what happened. But as I got a little bit older, that dream started resurfacing. What's that going to look like? Well, maybe it's the internet then. Maybe I'm going to have a viral preaching video that just goes viral and over a million views. And that's how I'll do it. Until one day I was standing in an Urshan College classroom teaching introduction to preaching. And the Lord spoke to me. Well, felt like it was the Lord. And I may never stand, and it might never meant for me to stand on a platform preaching to a million, although I'm still holding out for that someday. Maybe that'll happen. But as I looked down, faces just like yours in my classroom, I thought, how easily is it that I'm going to be preaching to a million people if God allows me to preach through these students I'm teaching? And I think of the hundreds of students over the last 12 years. That wasn't the dream. That wasn't how I thought it was going to happen. But perhaps that's what it was. Because God-given dreams will come to pass. In the second year, the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, this is the beginning of chapter 2. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. So much, this, this was those night dreams. This was the ones that trouble you and your sleep leaves you. This is what Nebuchadnezzar was having. He had these dreams over and over and over to the point where he was exhausted. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't, every time he'd fall asleep, it was the same dream. And he was troubled in his sleep. He could not understand what it was. And so he got all his music, magicians and enchanters and sorcerers and the, the Chaldeans, the astrologers, and he summoned them to come in. And all they were standing before him, and he spoke to those men. He said, I had a dream, and my spirit's troubled to know the dream. And the Chaldeans said, well, king, that's what we're here for. Tell us the dream, and we will tell you the interpretation. King didn't like that. Nebuchadnezzar didn't like that. He said, I want you to hear me. This is what you're going to do. You're going to tell me my dream. And you're going to give me the interpretation. And if you don't tell me my dream, and don't give me its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be laid in ruins. But if you do show me the dream, and you do give me the interpretation, I've got riches and rewards and honor for you. And those men stood there stunned. Verse 7 says, King... Just tell us the dream, and we'll tell you the interpretation. And the king said, I know what you're doing. You're just trying to delay. You're just trying to put it off. I've said what I've said. You tell me my dream. You tell me my interpretation. But you know what's going to happen. Hmm. And one of the Chaldeans spoke up and said, King, and with all due respect, there's not a man on earth. Who can do what you're asking? There's not one man on this earth who can meet the king's demand. For there's not a king that's ever asked anything like this. Who asks something like this? 
So you had this dream over and over, and you want me to tell you what you dreamed? The king became very furious at this. And verse 12 says, because they wouldn't do what he asked them, the king said, okay, every wise man in the kingdom, kill him. I guess he called all the dumb men to go kill the wise men. I don't know who was killing the wise men. But because they would not do that. Now think about this for a minute. Nebuchadnezzar asked something seemingly impossible. I mean, we've all gone to each other and shared weird dreams. and like, do you have any idea what that might mean? But have you ever walked to somebody and said, I've been having this dream over and over and over. Well, tell me what it is. No, you tell me what it is. You tell me what I've been dreaming. That's crazy. But that's exactly what King Nebuchadnezzar asked. I wonder why would he ask that? You know, sometimes if we're told a dream, somebody tells us a dream, we can often guess it. You ever tried to guess at the symbolism? Well, that might mean this, and that might mean that. And sometimes you hear a dream, and the symbolism kind of clicks, and you think, man, I could come up with a convincing case that that's what this dream means. And I believe that's what Nebuchadnezzar was trying to avoid. The dream was so troubling that he didn't want anybody trying to deceive him. Trying to act like they knew what the dream meant. Because they could make a play on the symbolism. Because he thought, if I can find somebody among my wise men who can tell me a dream only I know, they will no doubt have the interpretation. But what Nebuchadnezzar was soon going to find out, that his dream was God-given. And here's what I want you to understand today. God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. Here's what I mean about it. The decree goes out, kill all the wise men. And so Daniel and his three companions were four of the men that were to be killed. Ariok goes and finds Daniel and the three young Hebrew boys and tells them that they're to be killed. And Daniel's like, hold on a second, we just woke up. It's not the kind of news you want when you just start your day. And Daniel's like, why is, this, why is the king wanting to do this? What is so urgent about this? And Ariok tells him, he said, well, the king had this dream. He's so troubled by it, and he can't find anybody to tell him what he dreamed. And so Daniel said, please, ask the king to give us some time. And if he gives us a little bit of time, we will show the interpretation to the king. Looks like the king gave him about 24 hours. Talk about pressure. And the Bible says that Daniel went home, went back to his house, after having a conversation with Ariok, and went back to his house, and he told the matter to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He said, this is it, guys. I know we weren't planning on this. I know we weren't expecting this, but this is serious. We're about to die if we don't find out and tell the king what he dreamed. He said, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, it's time for a prayer meeting. We need to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. I don't know how else to do it. This seems so unreasonable. I don't know why this is happening, but we've got to pray. We've got to seek God, and we've got to have him answer us that we will not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. 
Hear me today. Daniel was not motivated to pray because of the riches and honor that were offered by the king. Daniel was not motivated to seek God. Hey, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, if we could come through somehow, we could be elevated. We could be promoted. There's riches and there's honor that the king is offering. The only reason Daniel said, let's seek God, is because he didn't want to die. That's really spiritual, isn't it? He just didn't want to die. I can imagine Daniel thinking this as he begins pacing in his room. He shuts the door behind him in his bedroom. He knows he's, his time is running out. And, and he's got he's to find out what God has to say. And he, I can hear him say it. I didn't want to come here. I didn't ask to be here in Babylon. I didn't volunteer to come here. I was brought here, though, for a reason. And I know the reason was not to die. I didn't ask to get out here. I didn't ask to come to Babylon. I didn't ask to be put in a world like this. I didn't ask to be in the 21st century. I didn't ask to be here when they're taking away our rights. I didn't ask to be here when the church is being persecuted. I didn't ask to be here when all the things are changing and swirling around us and people are looking down. I didn't ask to be here for that. But I know if I am here, God put me here for a purpose. And it was not just to die in Babylon. I believe God has a bigger plan for us, Hananiah. I believe God has a bigger purpose for us, Michelle. Let's seek the mercy of God that he would hear us and reveal the mystery. God didn't reveal the dream. They'd be killed. Caught them completely off guard. It was desperate time. And so together they sought God's mercy. I don't know how much time passed. All we have is one verse to the next. And then it says, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel. In a vision of the night. The mystery was revealed in a vision of the night. A night vision. While it was dark. And it wasn't just dark. For real, the sun had gone down. It was that. But this was a dark time. I want to speak to somebody here today and let you know some things you will see in the dark that you will never see in the light. Some things you'll get a glimpse of in a dark moment that you would never get a glimpse of if the sun was shining bright. Some of you are in your darkest place. Some of you find yourself in a dark moment right now. When night is at its darkest, do not despair because that's the perfect atmosphere for revelation. Somebody here today, I've come to help you. You might be in a dark time, in a dark moment, and you wonder why you didn't ask to go through this. You didn't volunteer to go through this. You didn't say, God, I'll do it. All of a sudden it just came over you. Do not get discouraged. Do not get dismayed. Because in the darkness of night, revelation can take place. Because whether they come in the day or in the night, God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. And when they prayed, God revealed the vision. God revealed himself to Daniel. As deliverer. For the first time, Daniel saw God is a deliverer. I thought God was a God that just let us go into captivity. But finally, Daniel recognized and it was revealed that God is a deliverer. And that not only is he a deliverer, but the second thing, he is also a revealer of mysteries. Now, now this is not what the text is saying right here, okay? I'm taking a little liberty. I'm stepping off from it. But I want to let you know this is not what the text is saying. But I believe it's true that Daniel's revelation came when he engaged with another man's God-given vision. 
do not discount another person's dream. Because God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. So pray for their dream. Encourage them in their dream. Again, this is what the text is saying here, but I believe it's a truth. God-given dreams are meant to produce revelation. Encourage somebody in their dream. When Daniel received this vision, Daniel received the the revelation of this mystery. Daniel prayed, verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. To whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings. He sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. Knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what's in the darkness. We don't. He knows what's in the darkness. The light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you've given me wisdom and might. And have now made known to me what was asked. You've made known to us the king's matter. I think it was at the break of dawn. Daniel left his house, went straight to Arioch. He said, don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Arioch brought Daniel into the king. The king looked at Daniel and he said, whose name was Belteshazzar, he said, are you able to make known to me the dream that I've seen and its interpretation? And Daniel said, king, no. There's not a wise man around. There's not an enchanter, a magician, or an astrologer around that could show the king the mystery that the king's asked. But there's a God. There's a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And he has made known to the king what will be in the latter days. King, what you've received, it's a God-given dream. It was from the God of heaven. Are you able to to interpret it, Daniel? No, but God is. There's a God. And God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. You see, what's impossible with humans is possible with God. And Daniel looked at the king and said, This mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. Stop for a second. Watch this. Daniel said, God told me what the dream meant so you can know the interpretation. Daniel thought that the dream was all about the interpretation. Daniel thought it was all about let me give him what it means. Let him give the understanding of his dream. And so Daniel told the dream at its interpretation. All about the latter days. All about the end times. But hear me. The dream wasn't just about interpretation. God-given dreams are about producing great revelation. You're going to understand it in a second. Stick with me. Hear me today. In the latter days, people are sensing things they do not understand. People are troubled with things in these last days they do not quite comprehend. And Daniel, you may not realize it yet, but that's why you're in Babylon. You are a revelation carrier, Daniel. You're a conduit for revelation. Verse 45, after he had told him the dream and the interpretation, verse 45, Daniel said, A great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain and the interpretation is sure. Again, Daniel thought it was all about interpretation, but it was really about revelation because when Daniel revealed what happened in the dream and when Daniel gave King Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation, the real purpose of the dream came to pass. Verse 46, 
26, then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and paid homage to Daniel. Verse 47, the king answered and said to Daniel, truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries for you've been able to reveal this mystery. Hear me today. Ultimately, the revelation of the mystery was not about the dream's interpretation, but about the revelation of Daniel's God. Truly your God is a God of gods and the Lord of kings. Hear me, I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. The greatest revelation that's being given to people in these last days is not understanding of what's happening. It's not interpretation of all the things that are happening around us in the end times. But the greatest revelation that's being given in these last days is the revelation of Jesus Christ and who Jesus is. He's the God of gods and he's the Lord of lords. That's why he's king over all kings. That's why God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. And the purpose of your dream is no different. Your dream is not about you. Your dream is not about what you can accomplish. It's not about what you can achieve. It's not what about what you can prove to your critics. The purpose of your dream, it's all about revelation. Because somebody needs a revelation of Jesus. Daniel became a conduit of revelation. Nebuchadnezzar said, truly your God is God above all gods. He got a revelation of who God is operating in your gifting and calling is not about you. It's about being a conduit of revelation. It's not about interpretation. It's not about showing people how much you know. And like we talked about last week, it's not about showing people how talented you are. It's not about interpretation. It's not about knowledge. It's not about showing off. It's not about proving you're more talented. It's about revelation. It's not about recognition, Daniel. It's not about the honor and the riches the world promises you, Daniel. It's about revelation. It's about what God wants to speak through you. It's about what God wants to show through you. It's that there are people that are troubled on their bed at night and they can't sleep and they're, and then they're, 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 so, they're so discouraged and they're so fearful and so, so worried and they, they, they just can't get to sleep at night. They can't move forward and they can't function like they know they used to. And so they take all kinds of drugs and supplements to try to get them the way they used to be. But it's more than that, you see. It's a spiritual dilemma they're facing. And what they need is not somebody that can go prove that they know everything about everything. What they need is somebody that can be led of the Holy Ghost and engage in what's happening in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit and be a conduit of revelation so that people through you can see Jesus. They can see Him alive on the throne. As the musicians come, hear me today. My calling, my dream is not about me. My calling is not about me. My talent is not about me. My gifting is not about me. My goals are not about me. My internship, it's not about me. My position, it's not about me. My opportunity, it's not about me. My message, it's not about me. My song, it's not about me. 
It's meant to produce great revelation because someone needs to see Jesus. And God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. Daniel, maybe you're here in Babylon to be the conduit for revelation. Someone on your job needs to see Jesus. Someone at the gym needs to see Jesus. Someone in your world needs to see Jesus. Yes, this world needs dreamers. But more than it needs dreamers, it needs revelation carriers. God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. You live in a world of troubled people. Troubled people. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. And I think we need to give Nebuchadnezzar some credit. I think he knew there was nobody in Babylon that could do what he needed. He had surrounded himself with the wisest. He had surrounded himself with the best of the best. And I think Nebuchadnezzar sensed, what's troubling me? I ain't got nobody that can fix that. What's troubling me? I don't think there's anybody that can do it. Because when you're desperate, that's when you make that's when you make unreasonable demands. Nebuchadnezzar was desperate. I can't sleep. I'm so afraid. I know I'm supposed to be the strongest man in my nation, but I feel like a little kid. grasping for control trying to just show his power and show he can do anything that's, that's all he had to grasp at I think that's what's happening in our Babylon today all these people who don't know God they're grasping because they know there's nobody around them that can help them in their dilemma So prove to me, you can tell me my dream. Go ahead. Defiance, anger in his voice. Because I know you can't do it. Because there's nobody here that can do it. That's how desperate I feel. Imagine the emotion that's been going on inside of Nebuchadnezzar's heart and his spirit down even inside when he's talking to these wise men and giving them this unreasonable demand. He didn't say it. But it was coming through clearly in his words. Someone, please help me. I can't find relief. I can't find anybody to tell me the answer. That's why God, and it seemed like strange circumstances. And to Daniel and all of his buddies, it seemed like punishment from God. 
And in some ways it was. He was punishing Israel, but God always has a bigger plan. So God allowed the brightest and the best. It's like I talked to you last week. To be plucked out of Israel and implanted in Babylon. Because there be a people there so desperate and so troubled and so hungry. And God loved them too. So God said, I'm putting my best. I'm putting my smartest. I'm putting my most talented. I'm going to put them in Babylon. Daniel didn't understand that all Daniel was fear. Daniel was worried. Daniel and his three buddies there in their home just biting their fingernails. But, but all they knew was what they knew. we got to pray. we got to talk to God. And, and though Daniel even got a revelation and understood what, the, what, the, what the, the, the dream meant, he didn't quite understand the whole of God's plan. And some of you right now, you, you see God doing things here and there, and you, you recognize how He's with you, and you understand all that. But, but you're trying to put the whole piece together. You don't quite understand it. But hear me today. If you let go of your dream, put it back in God's hands. And purpose to be a revelation carrier. Babylon's desperate for an answer. And that's why you're in Babylon. Someone needs Jesus. Someone needs the answer. Someone needs hope. So when you hear your co-workers begin to express how desperate they are, realize you've got a def- uh, an appointment with destiny right there at that moment. That's why you're in Babylon. That's why you're there because Jesus wants to show himself through you. I wish somebody here today would just lay down every dream you've ever dreamed. Give every ambition. Give it back to God and say, God, thank you for the dream. If you want to work that out, I, I want to be it. I want to be a part of that. But more than anything, let my eyes be open to be able to see when I can be a revelation carrier so that people can see you through me. I want to be led to somebody that's hungry and somebody that's desperate. Somebody that's just so strewn out on drugs and lost their mind because they're grasping for hope. They're grasping for something. And that's why I'm here, God. I accept that. I accept that. I know I won't always be in Babylon, but while I'm here, let me carry you the revelation. Let me carry the revelation of who you are. Let me carry it to those who are hungry and thirsty. Your God-given dreams meant for great revelation. Somebody surrender to Jesus right now. Somebody give yourself to Jesus right now. Somebody surrender yourself to His call, His purpose. Somebody give your heart to Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, cry out to the Lord. Come on, Daniel, I know it might seem dark. You might not understand why this is going on. But let me tell you, there's revelation being, there's revelation coming. There's revelation coming. It's on the horizon. It's coming with the sunrise. There's revelation coming with the sunrise. God is with you. His hand is upon you. There's a purpose in your dream. Hallelujah. Come on, seek the Lord for a moment right now. Seek the Lord for a moment.